0: What is up everybody and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast aka Kilgallen pub. I am your boy, your host, your man, your favorite lad, Joseph Matthew Kilgallen. Yep. Went with the full name again. Hope you got, I want to start with some energy here. Damn it. I want to come out fresh out the gates. Is said fresh out the gates, strong out the gates. I want to be whatever it is where you're quick out the gates. You know what I'm saying? I hope everyone here had a wonderful weekend. Sorry, the podcast is coming at you a little late. Three-day weekend throws me off as always. I'm I'm fucked up with the schedule sometimes. Anyway, um, let's have some fun with it today. You guys ready to have some fun with it? We're going to have some fun with it. I hope everyone here had a wonderful weekend. Hope you're kicking ass in your life. As always, I like to start off with a little bit of gratitude. So a big shout out to all the longtime listeners. Thank you to everyone who subscribes to the Patreon, which you too could join for as little as $3 a month. You could jump on that Patreon and get a bonus episode a week, plus all sorts of other fun stuff as well. Uh, Thanks to the YouTube subscribers, the TikTok, the Instagram, anyone who supports me on any platform. You guys are the shit. Did some uh, fun shows. Actually, actually one show sucked. Maybe I'll talk about that later. Um, But uh, it's good hearts. So thanks to everyone who booked me this week. I was at Zany's. I did a show at a bar called Jack's Place in Midlothian. And where the fuck else was I? I'm doing another show or two. Anyway, I'm blanking. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. I do want to settle this debate. There's been a, a debate for a long time, popular internet debate. And that debate is whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. And I'll tell you straight up the answer. I will settle this debate once and for all. A hot dog is not a sandwich. Do you know what a hot dog is? It's a snack. That's right. A hot dog is a snack. What about a hot dog and fries, Joe? Still a snack. It's not a meal. A hot dog is not a meal. That should be the debate. Is a hot dog a meal or not? And the answer is a strong no. Because here's the thing. When I have a sandwich, a good sandwich, I'm not talking about throwing some turkey and a Kraft single in between bread at home. I'm talking about a good sandwich from any respectable establishment. I could be full at the end of that. Never once have I been full after eating one hot dog. No, you have to, that's why a lot of places have like a two dog special. You know, you get two hot dogs, fries and a Coke. That's a meal, but one single hot dog. No, I'm sorry, that's a snack. That's something I have in between meals. You know, oh, I had a good lunch. I'm not having dinner till a little later. I'll have a hot dog around three o'clock. Maybe that'll tide me over for a bit. But no, a hot dog is not a sandwich. It's not a meal. It's a snack and a mighty fine one. So I hope that settles that. All right, now yesterday, was Martin Luther King Day here in the United States of America? It is a holiday. It's Martin Luther King's birthday. So you get a three day weekend in January. Cute story. After New Year's Day, my five year old son asked asked me, he asked me, what the hell am I talking about? <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. My five year old son asked me, hey, Dad, when's the next holiday? And I told him, oh, okay, well, it was just New Year's. So in about uh, 15, 16 days or so, it'll be Martin Luther King Day. And then he, He's five, right? He doesn't know history or anything like that. So he said, who's, who's this guy? And I go, oh, Martin Luther King is one of the greatest Americans of all time, which I thought, Joe, great way to describe Martin Luther King to a five-year-old. So real quick, one of the greatest Americans of all time. You know, he's five. He's not going to get the heaviness of the civil rights movement. He'll learn that eventually, uh, as he should. And I thought, yeah, it's a good way to say it. And so he's like, oh, cool. Awesome. You know, right there, plants it in his head. Then, uh, as the teacher starts to teach him a little bit about it, uh, his, I was informed that uh, when I asked the kids, his teacher told me this, who knows who Martin Luther King Jr. is, and he said, uh, yeah, I, my dad was telling me about him, um, King Luther. <laughs> he called him King Luther, which I thought was very cute because you know I only told him about him once. He forgot the guy's name already and was trying to remember, and his little kid brain was like, was it Martin Luther King? King Luther. There we go. It was King Luther Day really adorable I guess that's one for if you only you ever tell a story and you've no one no one's in the room right now but I feel like you, all of you listening are like not that cute kind of lame to be honest uh, but that's what that was so uh Martin Luther King day uh great day I do wish there was more tradition behind it um you know I don't know why it hasn't been turned into like a day where it's like every Martin Luther King Day we do this like that that would be nice instead it's just a Monday off which is great don't get me wrong but I feel like there needs to be something there to celebrate the man. Um, great man, one of the greatest speech givers of all time. The I Have a Dream speech, and many of his other speeches he's given, all timers. The guy could really captivate an audience, and um, and he was right. And what a leader! What a leader! Very smart guy. I guess the only flaw of Martin Luther King is um, extramarital affairs. I believe that was. He was accused of, he was accused of sleeping around, but I don't look down upon that because it was the sixties and that's just what leaders in the sixties did. I feel like every good leader in the 1960s was banging some women on the side. You know, maybe there was female leaders in the sixties. We don't even know about. There were also, there were, you know, they were slanging Dick on the side. I don't know. I guess a man slings Dick, but a woman receives it. I don't know. Maybe she was controlling some Dick on the side, right? Cause she is a boss. So maybe it goes all, that's just how the sixties were it became a decade of love and freedom and new possibility so everybody was like i'm a leader i'm running a lot of shit so if i'm going to be on the road you know taking buses all across the south i'm going to need a little something something at the end of the night and and i think the wives of these men were okay with it like jackie kennedy had to have known you know i'm sure she did and she was smoking hot too I'm talking about jfk here so think about that i think it goes to say in human history if you are a great leader with some kick ass initials, history doesn't mind if you're banging some people on the side. Yeah. Think about that. So I'm, I'm going to lay that down one more time for emphasis. If you are a great leader with some kick ass initials, history does not mind if you are banging some chicks on the side. It just doesn't. Think about it. FDR, awesome initials. Guy won four terms as president, ended a depression, won World War II, right? Huge victories. And he was in a wheelchair, like who's going to give a shit that he's getting knee deep in honeys on the weekend. Nobody, right? JFK first president to be like, this guy's cool. Youngest president elected kick-ass hair, fun accent. Nobody minded, right? Again, JFK also Martin Luther King, MLK also kick-ass initials. Great speech. You know, he has a dream that everyone's equal and that he gets to have some fun too. And it's not a big deal. You know who doesn't have good initials? Bill Clinton. His actual initials are William Jefferson Clinton. That's WJC, right? That doesn't roll off the tongue. So when he started getting BJs in the Oval, everyone's like, who the fuck are you, right? With your shit initials. you think you could just do whatever you want? That's what you think with your garbage initials? No, I don't think so. Find yourself some cool initials and then maybe we'll let it slide. Because, you know, it just BC. If he just went by BC, Bill Clinton, BC is not good. That's not really good. It doesn't flow. You need three BJC. Right. I don't, I don't even know what that could mean. BJC big. Nah, no, I'm not even want to finish that one. You ever, you ever start to think, go one way and you're like, mm, I'm getting off this ride. That's what I thought right there. But yeah, Martin Luther King Jr. Incredible person. Um, I just really, I, I do think that's my only qualm. I'd have to, Talk to my my black friends and be like, "Could we make this a bigger day than it is?" But I really think they're maybe saving that for Juneteenth. I think Juneteenth is eventually going to go in a direction where it becomes like this really, really crazy, awesome, like holiday, of, as far as partying goes and getting something together, you know. Um, but it, but now that I think now that I think when we celebrate famous leaders, it's not like President's Day, which was originally like Lincoln and Washington's birthdays. Back in the day, in the month of February, Washington and Lincoln had. Separate days. And some idiot came along and said, maybe we could just make it one day. And it's like all presidents, which is dumb because a lot of presidents don't deserve a day. Washington, Lincoln, they do. So what have we done with President's Day? It's a mattress holiday. I feel like there's just furniture sales and shit like that. It's, it's not exciting. And it's in the month of February, which is a month that could use some more excitement. I still say, and it really bothers me that nobody is making a push for this. I know people out there will be like, well, we have bigger problems in America. No fucking doy. Okay. But how long would this take to solve? You take President's Day, you move it up from where it currently is, and you make it the Monday after the Super Bowl. Boom. Everybody's happy with that because nobody wants to go to work the Monday after the Super Bowl. It's literally a day where nobody gets anything done, right? You're farting out chicken wings all day. You're moving slowly. You're talking about money won, money lost. That's it's just that type of day. So why why do it? Why put us through that garbage? You take Presence day, you move it up, you got people feeling patriotic. The Super Bowl has become the, the big American event of the year now. I know baseball was our pastime, but let's be honest, football's way, NFL football way more popular. So let's make everyone happy. make it that. And you can still sell fucking couches and, and, and mattresses and pillowcases wherever the fuck they sell. It, it all comes together. But yeah, I, I just feel like with leaders, they don't really do that. What besides Presidents Day, Martin Luther King Day? What other? Who else gets a day? Casimir Pulaski gets a day in Chicago because we have a big Polish population. If you don't know who Casimir Pulaski is, by the way, dope name. He was a Polish general who came over during the Revolutionary War, and he was boys with Washington. Him and the, him and the original G W would like hang out and be like. So how are we fucking up them coats? He goes, I got an idea. Why don't we just shoot him in the fucking head? And he's like, Pulaski, you are my guy. And they had, they had a great time, you know, smoking some cigars and pipes and shit. And then they would shoot Brits. They loved it. And then um, they only we only celebrated here in Chicago, though, because Chicago has a massive Polish population. Like the most Polish people outside of Warsaw, Poland. Only one city in the whole world has more Polish people than Chicago, and that's Warsaw, Poland. So, um, it's probably why Chicago is the worst traffic now that I think about it. Um, any so, so, um, I, am trying to think of what other days we could make into fun days. August needs a holiday or do or have we all decided August is just such a perfect weather month that it doesn't need any special days. Is that what it's become too? Cause now that I think about May Memorial day, that really kind of kicks off the summer in places in America that don't have great weather year round. So obviously I'm not looking at you, you know, Southwest and South, uh, but, Memorial Day to Labor Day seems to be most people's summer if you live in a city with seasons. And I'm trying to think. And then you got June, Juneteenth, which could be a cool barbecue day, but maybe we need to make it specific, like a certain thing. And then Fourth of July, nothing in August, and then Labor Day, right? Those are all good three-day weekends there. October, of course, has Halloween, Thanksgiving, November, Christmas, December, which you get like a whole like season four. Obviously, you get like a week or two off if you get two weeks off if you're a kid. But, you know, it's a whole thing. Wraps up with New Year's, Martin Luther King in January. February is Valentine's Day, but not a day off. But you get President's Day off, which again, that shit up. March, St. Patrick's Day, not an official day off, but you get drunk and then you get spring break rolled in there. Easter, sometimes in March, sometimes it's in April. See, we did a good job as a society realizing that we need certain days and certain things to look forward to that part of it, I love. It's really great. All right. I did want to wrap up the Martin Luther King talk with, um, my favorite Martin Luther King quote, actually. And I, I'm hopefully I'm getting this correct. Cause I'm going off a of memory here. It's always been one of my favorite ones. And he has so many, um, I'm sure there's a book of nothing but Martin Luther King quotes. I knew they did a book series for a while called the unconventional wisdom. And I remember, uh, I had, I had the book, The Unconventional Wisdom of JFK, and that's a really cool read because it's just nothing but badass quotes and cool stories that he told, like real short anecdotes. But Martin Luther King, the best quote, my favorite quote from him is, "It is not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends." Really think about that one. Let that marinate. You know, you you know who your enemies are. They come at you. They they throw those words at you. They make it clear. But the silence of your friends. I think we've all had moments where we're kind of like, wow, you could have stepped up there, huh? You could have had my back, but you kind of were pretty quiet there, right? Being real non-confrontational, like a little fucking piece of shit. I thought you had my back. We've all come across that. So I really think that is wildly important. When you're in a situation where you're feeling down, back against the wall, whatever, and you really need people to go to bat for you, pay attention, pay attention to who the quiet ones are. And eradicate them, not from existence, but from your life. You get those, because who needs that? You want the people. I I always say this about myself. And Maybe this is me patting myself on the back, but I've always said when it comes to, because I have a bunch of jokes about getting into fights and stuff like that. So I, I and I told people because some people have come up to me afterwards being like, "Man, you're kind of a real hothead, huh?" And I go, "Look, though, let's be clear. I'm not the guy who starts the fight, but I am the guy that's like." What'd you say to my friend? Like, that's the guy I've always instinctually have been. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe my dad raised me right. But I just remember thinking, yeah, just you got to have people's backs. And especially like coming from Martin Luther King, the way he had said it, talking about the civil rights movement. And it's like, yeah, you got a lot of people there who are probably, he probably had some white friends who were like, yeah, we believe in the cause. And then he's like, all right, walk with us, chant with us, be there with us, knock on doors with us. Help us, you know, we're, we're walking to Washington. We're going to, we're taking this to the federal government. Are you going to be there? Oh, well, I got, okay. Yeah, you made yourself clear then. That's in that context too, especially that had to hurt. But again, that phrase really let that marinate and think if there's ever been a time you've had to apply that. It is not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends, which I am a big, I'm a big believer in that one. <laughs> if I could switch it to pro wrestling. Remember Kevin Nash, was getting in Hulk Hogan's face. It was right when the NWO was about to break up and split into the NWO red and black, the Wolf Pack. Ooh! Don't turn your back on the Wolf Pack. You might end up in a body bag. That was a fun tune. That's what they would, it was like their entrance music. And the NWO black and white, NWO Hollywood, they called themselves. And Kevin Nash said to Hogan, he said, you might have one or a hundred people waiting to stab you in the back, but you don't have to worry about me because I'll shoot you right between the eyes. You know? And the people behind your back, the people who stay in the back, those are usually the ones who you think you're friends with, but they're not your friends. Those are the ones you got to be really worried about. The person who's obviously coming at you, that's not even the biggest concern, you know, because you can handle that shit. Everyone knows how to go head to head with someone, right? You can figure that out. It's the ones who lurk in the shadows who you think are on your team and they're really not on your team. You know, the type of people who will walk through you for a shortcut. can't stand those fake motherfuckers. All right, let's switch gears a little bit here. Um, so the NFL playoffs full swing right now, some exciting games, some, some boring games, A wildly exciting game with the uh, Jaguars and Vikings and was it Jaguars Vikings? No Jaguars and San Diego chargers. i the Vikings are on my mind. Cause they're a fraud. Sorry. I got a lot of Minnesota friends and come on. You really think, did you really think Kirk cousins was going to lead you to the promised land? I always feel bad for franchises like that because you get into yourself into a situation where you're like we're pretty good. We're pretty good. We should be in the playoffs. Maybe win a playoff game, maybe get lucky and win too, but you know in your heart that that guy, the core, that's why the quarterback is so crucial in the NFL. That's why quarterback in the NFL is a position where if you don't have rings, if you haven't won Super Bowls, it's hard for people to put you in the greatest of all time list. And I know there's so many more factors. The NFL is such a massive team sport. Uh, I mean, the Bears right now, we have Justin Fields. He had a really strong season, but he has no help. Terrible offensive line, no receivers, bad defense. Nobody's going to put it on you. But it gets to a point where for a long quarterback career, you got to win the big game. You got to be the guy because that is by far the most important position, not just in the NFL, but in all of sports is the quarterback position basketball now that sport you have to win rings to be considered an all-time great because there's only five players on the court well 10 total obviously but there's only five on your team you make up 20 percent of your team it's the biggest impact of any sport you know the NFL has 11 guys on the field soccer has 11 hockey has let's see you got three and two five six counting your goalie uh baseball nine so in hockey actually now that you think about though you you'd think that's a sport where you have to win too. But again, it's just so much with the goalie and they switch and it's, it's, it's tough. It's a different game with shifts and everything like that, but really quarterback and basketball player. Those are the two sports where really to be considered an all time. Great. You got to have won a ship. You've got to win a championship. And Tommy Brady lost last night to the Dallas Cowboys, a, a team that used to be America's team. Now I think people, I had friends who were like, I hate Brady, but I kind of wanted to win cause fuck Dallas even more. You know, they're kind of in that position. So, um, oh, the Jaguars, by the way, unbelievable comeback. Uh, I know so many people who had money on that game and they were turning it off in disgust. So it really goes to show you that was a fun. Uh, I didn't get to watch that game. I saw it on, I turned it off early. So, you know, it goes to show you sometimes you're never out of it. But let's look at Tom Brady last night. And what a year he's had. He announced he, his retirement in the offseason for about four days. And what killed me about that, remember, a guy said Tom Brady's going to retire. And then everyone's like, "Oh, Brady's retiring." Then Brady's like, "No, never said that." Then everyone's like, "Fuck this fake news bullshit. Is there integrity in anything anymore? God damn it. You can't fucking listen. Everything's a lie. Oh, all that kind of shit, right?" And that guy's like, "He's retiring. Fucking told me he was retiring." The reason Brady went back on that initially was not because he had a change of heart, was because that dude wasn't supposed to get credit for breaking the news. And but that was the thing. He got the scoop first. So it was a whole fuck that guy type of thing. Then Brady said, not true. I was, then he ends up saying, I am retiring. Brady came out and straight up said, I am retiring after careful consideration. After talking to my smoking hot wife and my kids, I'm going to hang him up. I've had a great career. No regrets. I'm almost 45 years old. Then two weeks later, thought about it. I still got something in me. I want to play. Comes out to play. Going into the year wife's pissed off she's like i fucking told you stop playing i need my man with me all the time which is a little surprising though because i mean aren't you still modeling is she still modeling isn't she still going around the world modeling i don't know I, but maybe she just was worried about his health May whatever reason if you're married to giselle and she doesn't want you playing football anymore stop playing football buddy okay because that woman is a goddess dude she is unbelievable and she's richer than him giselle Bunchen Brazilian supermodel is richer than him. She has 77 inch long legs. She, um, I never thought she was the most beautiful, right? But like, I don't know what it is. She has an it factor. I definitely think there's so many women with more pretty, prettier faces. Um, but like, for some reason, the combo, the, the the look, the everything together makes her like, what the fuck, right? Leonardo DiCaprio used to be dating her. Not that that makes it cooler. I guess it does though, at a certain level, right? If you're, when Brady met Giselle and he was like, dude, Leo used to date her. She's got to be pretty awesome. Right? It kind of, but in the regular world, if you're like, you know, meet some girl you met at the bar and someone's like, oh yeah, she used to date this construction worker. I know you'd be like, that's not helping her. case." Like, you know, not that a construction worker's bad. Uh, I guess that was a terrible example, but like in regular society, you don't, it doesn't make you cooler based on your previous dating record. Or maybe it does. I don't know. As a woman, would you find it cooler? Would you be like, oh, this guy I just started talking to? He used to date a Victoria's Secret model. Would that make you be like, would he that make him more attractive in your mind? I bet it would. Now that I'm saying some of this stuff out loud, I bet it would. I bet because if you used to date a celebrity, it does make it cooler. But if you date just a person who's a good guy, a good guy or a good woman, and they have a you know a good solid job or whatever it may be, that doesn't make you go oh shit really, you know. Think about you are talking to a friend, and they go had that Tinder date go pretty good, nice, nice guy or girl or whatever you're into. Uh, get this shit. Used to date Topanga on Boy Meets World. You'd be like get the fuck out, real dude. You have to go on another date, like you know what I mean? Because there's something about it. It says that they're either in the know. It says that they're they're cool enough where someone who has all the options in the world shows them for a brief amount of time, right? I definitely think there's something there with uh, dating a celeb and making you more attractive. That's right. I'm I'm standing by that. If you've dated a celeb, it, it makes you more attractive. Yeah, there you go. So Giselle was like, "I don't want you playing the game anymore, Tommy boy," um, and he was just like, "I got to I got to keep going. I just I can't not go anymore. I don't." And I still think he was an idiot for not retiring right after he won that Super Bowl with the Bucks, because that was it, dude. You won a Super Bowl in your 40s with a different team, with a different coach. You proved that you're not just some system quarterback. You proved you don't need Belichick and the Patriots money and in the way they do things. You proved I'm Tom Brady and I could win in other settings. Obviously, you still need weapons and great players around you, but he proved it. That solidified him to me in that moment. I'm like, this is the greatest quarterback of my generation. Better than Rodgers, better than Manning, better than Breeze. Like the, I'm like, this is the best guy. And yet he just had to keep going with it. And Jordan, Michael Jordan, something similar. Michael Jordan had the greatest ending too with the Bulls in 98, hitting that shot against Utah in game six. It was incredible. Anyone who watched that, I remember when the Bulls won that second three-peat the, against Utah, in ninety eight for Jordan's championship number six, six rings in eight years, really six rings in the last uh, six full seasons he had played, which is unreal. There were people talking about this the next day on ESPN in the papers. They said, if you had written this out as a screenplay and tried to sell it to different movie studios, they would say no. They would say it's too 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 good. It's too neat. They wouldn't buy it. Like, you're like, and it's unbelievable. You're like, this guy did all that. And that's like, yeah, it's true. That's where like the reality sometimes is better than the fiction. Just an incredible story. And when he came back to the wizards, I now I'm happy about him coming back to the wizards because then it helped the who's the greatest of all time narrative even more because a lot of the guys Jordan played against in his years with the wizards. LeBron played against through most of his early prime and maybe mid prime, you know, I'm talking about like guys like Garnett and Dirk Nowitzki and Tim Duncan, you know, Jordan went head to head with those guys, Tracy McGrady, Paul Pierce, um, and did, and held his own, you know, Jordan, th- those were solid years. He averaged 23 points and then 20 points and the year he averaged 23, his numbers only went down when he hurt his knee. He hurt his knee at the end of January of that season, his which was an age 38, 39 season which LeBron is a year younger right now for just to give you a heads up. And he was in the MVP conversation. The Wizards were a playoff team and he busted his knee and it really fucked up the rest of that year for him. Um, And then the next year he wasn't quite the same guy, but he did play all 82 games, which is incredible because nobody plays 82 games anymore. Nobody. Nobody they just don't do it they always give the especially the star players if they play back to back games now they give you the second game off to rest you so you're fresher look it's smart but i want fans to understand when you compare eras mention that shit because when you go look how good this guy's field goal percentages i'm like yeah never played tired never fucking played tired once that's supposed to be a grind these seasons and the guy who's left standing at the end you're supposed to have the most respect for not guys who are playing 65 out of a possible 82 with choice days off so that they stay fresh let's Okay, hey, that hard team that follows me a lot. Can I not play them? Yeah, no problem. You'll come back the next day against this garbage squad where you could light them up for 45. It's just, I don't know. It's Maybe I'm becoming an old man. That could be it. I'm becoming a real like these fucking kids today, but it's something to think about. So, but at the time when Jordan did come back, I remember being like, dude, you had the greatest ending ever. Brady could have had the greatest ending ever. Now he is just a shadow of what he used to be. And it's a bummer. And Tommy, boy, look, man, normally I tell people, hey, I think he's earned the right to r- ride until the wheels come off completely. But as a fan of yours, I would like you to stop. Uh, you have nothing left to prove. You're one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, if not the greatest quarterback ever. And what you've accomplished, the most Super Bowl rings, dude, you're untouchable. You're untouchable. And it's not like I'm saying go get Giselle back because I've already seen pictures of the new girl he's fooling around with. And holy fuck. So he's gonna be fine. Giselle's gonna be fine. Um Their kids will be a little messed up, but they'll still be fine. They'll be messed up or rich as shit, uh, which means they're fine. Um, Not that that rich people don't have problems too. They do, but it's a different set of problems. Anyway, all right. uh, That's going to be the podcast for this week. I kept it a little bit below 30 minutes for you. Normally, I aim for around 30 minutes. A new bonus episode of the podcast will be out either early tomorrow or late tonight. Um, Again, sorry, this one's coming out late for you. Uh, I appreciate all the support, everybody. Still no new news about when the special is coming out, but we are working on some things and I'm excited for a lot of what's happening right now. It is going to be a big year for me, which means it's going to be a big year for us. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Joe Gallon podcast, aka Gallon's Pub. And as always, cheers.